Welcome to the Life and Legacy Show, where we discuss all things elder law, estate, and legacy planning. Hosted by certified elder law attorney, Tim Seckler, from the Seckler Law Firm. And now your host, attorney Tim Seckler. Welcome, everybody, to this week's edition of the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by the Seckler Law Firm, where great families make great estate plans. My name is Tim Seckler. I'm a certified elder law attorney. I am the owner of the Seckler Law Firm, where we do uh, we do good estate and elder law planning for families, and uh, we are an education-based law firm, so uh, my goal is to make sure that families are making the best decision with regard to their estate plan, even if it's not the easy decision with regard to their estate plan. Um, I want people to be educated on what are the opportunities, what are the documents that we can use, what are the different risks that we should be concerned about. And after we've gone through an assessment of the goals and the objectives, <clears throat> then we can decide on how we want to design uh, the estate plan. Um, and I do this radio show uh, as a uh, as our first opportunity to get to meet you, uh, let you know a little bit about the way that we think about these things uh, here at the firm and uh, and to get you some good information. Um, if this is your first time listening to the show, welcome. Let me introduce my law firm a little bit. So I am uh, one of four lawyers at the firm, uh, and our entire practice is dedicated to asset protection, estate planning, um, and uh, post-death administration. And so we really see three types of cases. We see uh, estate planning, wills, and trusts that we write. We do post-death administration. If you've ever lost a loved one, then you know that there's some legal things that we need to do following that. Uh, most people hire a lawyer to help with those uh, with those tasks. And then finally, we do what we call a nursing home <clears throat> crisis case, which if you've ever uh, been involved with a family member that's in a nursing home, then you are well aware that this can be uh, a crisis on a couple of levels. You know, one, maybe dad didn't want to move his house. We just moved from his house. We just couldn't take care of him anymore. Uh, there's usually some social impact to this, some guilt, some some resentment. Um, and then there's a financial impact, right, where, you know, in Pennsylvania, the average cost of a nursing home is approaching $15,000 a month. And most people can't afford it. And so what we do is we help people get the care they need with the goal of not going broke in the process. Uh, and usually that turns to a conversation about public benefits like Medicare, the veterans benefits, Medicaid. What are the different programs that might be out there and available to help uh, gain eligibility for these programs that can pay the nursing home and maybe dad doesn't have to go broke. Now, because we do a lot of that work, it shows up a lot in our estate plan. So if, you know, just listening to that for a second and that resonates with you and you're like, man, yeah, that's the right idea. I didn't work this hard just to go broke in a nursing home. Then, uh, yeah, maybe you should check out what we're talking about. Come to one of our upcoming estate planning and elder law workshops. We have them right here in our office. Uh, and the goal is we talked to you about wills. We talked to you about trusts. Uh, we spend a lot of time on something called an asset protection trust, which um, is is a tool that's designed to help you protect your home and your finances from long-term care expenses. I recently did uh, an episode of this show uh, specifically talking a lot about asset protection trusts. And so if you are uh, inclined, you could go on to Spotify or Apple uh, Podcasts and you can find that old episode of the show and uh, and learn all about asset protection trust. So a couple of resources I want to make available before we get into 
uh, really the crux of today's show, is uh, a few opportunities. One, the workshops that we do in our show, in, in our office. Um, it's usually me doing the presentation, talking about wills and trusts and powers of attorney in this crazy nursing home system that we have. Uh, and then we give you a couple opportunities for uh, free meetings with one of our team members uh, to sit down and see if we can really help you out. Uh, another thing, on our website, there's a couple of free guides that I'd like to point out to you. So if you go to secklerlawfirm.com, S-E-C-H-L-E-R, lawfirm.com, you will find um, a, a tab that says workshops and guides. And if you go to the downloadable guides, you'll find one on post-death administration. Uh, you will find one on mistakes that people make in estate planning. And you'll find a nursing home crisis uh, brochure. The other thing that you'll find there is uh, some pre-recorded videos that we've done getting you this information. So like I said, we are an education-based law firm. And my goal is to try to get you the information you need um, to make good uh, decisions uh, for your family. So what I really want to talk about during today's episode is uh, some elder law myths that we hear. You know, people come to our office looking for information, and maybe we'll make a suggestion, maybe we'll do something educational, and then we'll hear the, yeah, but I heard this, or yeah, but I heard that. And so <clears throat> what I wanted to do is address a couple of the most common misconceptions or myths that people have regarding this elder law space uh, with hopes of, of maybe clarifying some of that for you. So number one is, won't Medicare just pay for it? Um, and so there's a lot of people, you know, we've been told our whole lives that when we turn 65, we'll be eligible for Social Security benefits and Medicare benefits. And Medicare is supposed to be our health care in retirement. So why am I concerned about this? I've got the Medicare, I've got this red, white, and blue card in my hand, or I've got the, the you know, the, the UPMC card in my hand or whichever carrier it would be. Why do I have to be worried about the nursing home? And the problem is that these Medicare programs, whether it is uh, an advantage plan like administered by an insurance company or traditional Medicare, they do not pay for custodial long-term care in a nursing home. They just simply don't pay for it. And so to some extent, I think we've been fed a lie our entire careers with this understanding that we're going to have health care when we age because Medicare doesn't pay for the single biggest medical expense that seniors have, and that is custodial long-term care. And you couple the fact that I've, I mention on this episode on the show all the time, one in three seniors is going to die with dementia, and that's just dementia, right? So, so when I look at all of the different things, uh, strokes, Parkinson's disease, mobility issues that could, that could end up with me needing to go to a nursing home, it seems like we probably ought to have a plan for that because in Pennsylvania, according to the state, uh, Department of Human Services, the average cost of a skilled nursing facility in Pennsylvania is almost $15,000 a month, one hundred and eighty grand a year. And there's a significant percentage of the population that can't afford to do that. And even if you could afford to do it, the answer is, do you want to afford to do it? Who wants to go through two hundred grand a year in a nursing home? And so I, I urge you caution in thinking it's just going to be okay. Um, you know, we don't have to think about this. We got the Medicare. I'm sure it'll all work out. Well, listen, ignoring a tricky situation does not prevent the tricky situation, right? If you are going to get dementia, which one in three of us are, ignoring that fact is not going to change that fact. The only thing that I can do 
with regard to the fact that I have a significant chance of getting dementia is understand how that's going to impact me. I can understand how it's going to impact my family. I can impact how it, it's going to impact our family financially. I can, I can make decisions ahead of time about where I would want to receive my care uh, and how are we going to pay for it. But if I put that kind of effort into it, then we take a bunch of the mystery out of it. Uh, and so <clears throat> I urge you caution in thinking it's all going to work out fine because there's a lot of families that find out the hard way it doesn't work out fine. You can lose everything you own. Um, the second myth is, okay, Tim, so that means then we've got to go for Medicaid benefits. But Medicaid benefits, isn't that just health insurance for poor people? I mean, don't. what kind of care am I going to get in a facility that takes Medicaid? You know, they're going to, you know, there's, there's this idea that I'm going to go to a nursing home that takes Medicaid and, and I'm going to be in a room with like eight other guys. We get to share a blanket and a towel and every, every afternoon they throw in a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and, and we have to fight over that. And, you know, here's the, here's the truth. Almost every nursing home in Pennsylvania is on the Medicaid roster, meaning they can take Medicaid. They have to take Medicaid in certain circumstances. Um, now, not every nursing home wants to take Medicaid. Some of the nursing homes out there with big advertising budgets want you to pay privately for your care. That's their business model. They want you to pay privately for your care until you run out of money. Now, the thing is, though, that there are these other nursing homes that refer us work all the time because they understand that, hey, we've got this person. We're charged with providing this person care. We want to provide this person with care, but we also don't want her to have to lose her life savings and lose her home. Uh, and so then they'll re make a referral to a law firm like ours. Well, we get to do good work. We'll get to help them. They get the care they need. We get the nursing home paid. Uh, and we don't go broke in the process. <clears throat> and I encourage you to think about it and ask the right questions. If, uh, if you're ever in a situation of choosing a nursing home uh, for your family, is do you work with any local elder law attorneys? Can you make a referral? And if the answer to that is a look of shock or a look of disdain, then you may not be in the right nursing home. Um, okay, so... The good nursing homes don't take Medicaid is a myth. They almost all are licensed to take Medicaid. Some of their business practices don't really favor Medicaid, but they all can take Medicaid. And so then the the, the point here is if we do some planning, we're going to have a conversation about there's some really good nursing homes. We can talk to you about them, um, and we can talk to you about how they're favorable to this and you're not going to lose your home. Uh, which which seems to be, to me, the point. Uh, we want to get our care. We want to get good care. We don't want to go broke in a process, right? Um, <clears throat> another myth that I get and I hear about all the time is, well, we don't have five years, right? Or that there's this, um, you know, I, I, and I also hear that it's seven years now or it's three years. Like, what is this look back thing all about? Well, here here's the way that it works. When a person goes into a nursing home and wants to apply for Medicaid benefits to help pay for said nursing home, they apply for Medicaid. <clears throat> On the Medicaid application, it asks, have you ever, um, have you given any money away in the last 60 months, the last five years? Have you transferred any money for less than fair market value? So what they're sniffing out is, what they're trying to find is, 
did you give it away just to become eligible for Medicaid? And <coughs> if you have, that could impact your Medicaid eligibility. So, you know, you, you hear about people transferring the home to the kids or moving money, and, and then they need to go to the nursing home next year, and then it causes problems from an eligibility standpoint. And, yes, it can create a problem from an eligibility standpoint. Um, so what we need to understand is how, then, are we going to make sure that we get the care that we need and um, and not have a problem, right? And so then is the conclusion that if my dad needs care and we don't think we have five years, we shouldn't do anything. Or if my, my dad is already in the nursing home, we're already going to ten, twelve, thirteen thousand dollars $13,000 a month. It's too late, right? No, right? Now, there are really two types of cases that we see. First is uh, what we call pre-planning. So with pre-planning cases, um, what we're doing is we're often talking to our families about using trusts, put assets, put the home, put some money into a trust. Five years later, it's not available for Medicaid benefits if you need to go to the nursing home. All right, so that's pre-planning. Another type of case is what we call crisis planning. That is when dad is already in the nursing home. We're going through twelve grand a month. Is there anything we can do? The answer is often yes. There's a lot we can do. It's not uncommon in a married case to save like 90% of the money even after dad's in there for a single case a little bit less, but still, you know, it's still worth it. Um, okay, so then let's put a strategy together given your fact pattern, your dad's medical stuff that's going on, the way your dad owns the assets. Let's put together a plan that can help them be protected, help the assets be protected. And so if on one end of the scale we got the five-year plan and on the other end of the scale it's like the nursing home crisis plan, if you happen to be in either of those, then, you know, here's, here's some solutions you should consider. If you're in the middle, if we think, well, you know, my dad is um, – maybe he's slipping. Maybe, you know, he's got some kind of a health issue and we think he's going to need the nursing home uh, like in the next two years. Okay. Well, then now – our lawyers, our team does an assessment, right? Let's understand the medical situation. Let's understand the financial situation. And then we do some if-then. If we do this strategy and then he goes to the nursing home, then here is the answer. If we do that strategy and he goes to the nursing home, then here's the answer. If we do this strategy and he never goes to the nursing home, then Here's how it works. And we just sit and wargame this with you, and finally you make an informed decision about what you want to have. But far too many people just go to the conclusion that, well, you know, we don't have five years, and, you know, the, the lawyer's talking fancy talk, and so we'll just do this simple will. Um, and, and hiding from it like that, ignoring the reality of the situation like that, might cost your family tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Um, this is one of those areas of life where we just have to engage with the difficult and we just have to be ready to have the tough conversations and make the tough decisions because the legacy, the financial legacy, the, the house, the, the, the riches that your loved one has worked for are, are you know, on the chopping block. And, and this is the opportunity um, to, to take charge of the situation and save the assets. So... Um, if you think you don't have any options because your dad is already in the nursing home or you're already in the nursing home or, you know, we're on the doorstep of the nursing home, <clears throat> I would encourage you to still reach out. 
uh, and uh, and get some information because we might be able to move, uh, make some legal moves that that will help big time. So you can find out more information about that at secklerlawfirm.com, S-E-C-H-L-E-R, lawfirm.com, or give us a call, 724-841-1393. Again, 724-841-1393. Our office is in Cranberry. We help people in every county around western Pennsylvania. Um, I've got a team of awesome professionals that work here, and uh, this is what we do. We help people with this issue. Um, and so we look forward to helping you uh, with your issue. If you want to learn more about like the pre-planning wills and trusts and that not uh, and whatnot, you ought to consider coming to one of our upcoming um, elder law workshops that we hold right in our website, uh, right in our office. But you can find out about them on our uh, on our website. Now, <clears throat> I want to address a thing that I hear from time to time as another what I'll call elder law myth or misconception. Uh, and that is that <clears throat> it's this notion that we shouldn't do this, right? So I'm going to tell you a story. Um, my uh, my own grandfather was an Alzheimer's patient and ended up in a nursing home and ended up going through uh, a lot of money. And I was telling the story um, at a continuing education event. So I teach um, other lawyers this stuff from time to time. And so I'm presenting... And I said the fact that, you know, my grandfather went through a bunch of money. Had I been doing this practice of law and had I known anything about this way back when, then I could have saved a whole bunch of money, you know. Um, And I was teaching the techniques that would have allowed that to happen. And this lawyer raises their hand uh, and he says, "Um, Tim, I understand that what you're saying is if somebody had half a million bucks and went to a nursing home, you could protect 50, 60% of it. And I said, yes. And he said, but I kind of feel like you shouldn't. Like, don't we have an obligation to pay our own way? And, you know, here's my take on it. No, we don't have an obligation to pay our own way. You know, I, I pay into this system. I pay my Medicare. I pay my Social Security. I pay all my taxes. Uh, And, you know, I do that with the understanding that there's going to be people that need help, right? There's people with disabilities. There's people that that can't work for whatever reason, and they're on the system, and they're getting help, okay? And I'm willing to pay my taxes so that they get the help. But if I'm later in life and I've saved some money and I get sick and now I need help, I don't want to be judged by the fact that I need help. If I got a creditor issue like a nursing home that's costing me $200,000 a year and I say, hey— I'm a lifelong taxpayer, give me some help, then I expect that I'm going to get help too, right? Um, and, you know, the other notion of this is Medicaid, what we're talking about is Medicaid eligibility for a nursing home. Medicaid's got this real thick rule book of all of the things that you're allowed to do to become eligible for Medicaid. And, and what it says is, you know, here are the Medicaid rules. One of the rules is that you have to go broke. One of the rules is unless... You transferred your assets five years ago. And then there's specific carves out, carve-outs for how Medicaid is, is supposed to interpret trusts. And there's certain carve-outs in Medicaid law about transferring assets even within a five-year look-back period and when you're allowed to do that and how you're allowed to do that. Now, in my opinion, it's asinine to think that you need a lawyer to figure out how to help pay for a nursing home. But you do. That's just the system. It is that darn complicated. If you don't know this game, you will lose this game. And so you've got to have a lawyer helping you with this. That's why we do what we do. But 
here's the thing. The rule book is thick. And if we understand the rule book, and the rule book says, I can do this to help my client save money. I can do this to help my client save his house. I can do this to make sure that his wife is well provided for for the rest of her life. Um, then it is my obligation as an attorney to do those things on behalf of my client. Um, and so what my pushback was to this lawyer who said, okay, I understand you can do it, but should you do it? My answer to him was, okay, so let's flip this. Let's imagine that you're representing a client who is being sued, and you have the ability to get him a uh, to save him three hundred thousand dollars in a lawsuit, right? That's that's your you have the tools in the toolbox to save the person three hundred thousand dollars in a lawsuit, and if you don't do that, if you don't use the tool and you only save your client $100,000 from the lawsuit. So you just cost your client $200,000 because you didn't use the tool. Do you know what we call that in the legal profession? And he just kind of looked at me. And I said, we call that malpractice in the legal profession. If you have a tool at your disposal that can help your client save money or whatever else the client's goal is, we as lawyers are obligated to explain that tool and allow the client to make our decision. Unfortunately... There's a lot of lawyers out there spewing this stuff about, yeah, you shouldn't do that. You don't want to be in a Medicaid bed. You're not going to get the right kind of care. You shouldn't do that. Only, only the bad people do that kind of stuff. And it's ridiculous. And the mentality is costing families tens and tens of thousands of dollars. So if you're listening to the show and you have some money, maybe you're retirement age, maybe you're a senior, and your lawyer told you all you need is a simple will, well, I suggest to you that that recommendation might be coming from a place of, I know there's these other things that people can do. I just don't think they should do them. And so then all they told you was you need a simple will, which from my standpoint is malpractice, just like the guy from the lawsuit who didn't save his client all that he could. And it's going to come back around at some point in time. And so if the things I'm reson uh, saying resonate with you, if you are concerned about losing your house uh, or your money to this broken system, if you are concerned about, hey, if I have a stroke, how's my wife going to get by? Is my wife still going to have a house to live in? What's going to happen with my retirement account? Is she still going to have money if I have a stroke? You know, I've got friends who have had strokes in their 50s and 60s, Alzheimer's disease in their 60s. If I get sick young, my wife might live another 30 years. And you're telling me we have a health care system in this country that's going to make her go broke because she married a guy who happened to have a stroke or a head injury? No, I don't accept the premise. I don't accept that idea. I'm going to take steps to protect myself and to protect her because she doesn't deserve to lose her home because her, her husband had a stroke. And if you feel the same way, Maybe we're the law firm you should be working with. Check us out. SecklerLawFirm.com. S-E-C-H-L-E-R LawFirm.com. You can find us at, uh, at the website. You can come to one of our free workshops. If you don't feel like plugging it in, just give us a call at 724-841-1393. And we're going to talk to you about all your different options, not just the simple will. Yes, we write simple wills, but you're going to make a decision after you've gotten the education on some other options, which, which kind of gets me to the last thing I want to talk about as an elder law myth, and that is that working with a lawyer is hard. You know, there's this, there's this whole idea. 
in the media and in the movies and all the rest that all the lawyers out there are these, you know, $2,000 suit people in the high ivory tower and I'm going to have to pay to park and I'm going to have to ride the elevator to deal with the mean receptionist. And uh, and then the guy's charging me $500 an hour to look down his nose at me because, you know, all he wants to do is get on to the next client. And I want to tell you, that's not how we operate. You can probably tell by this show that we do the show and we give away all this free information <clears throat> that that's not the way that we operate. So the way that we operate is we try to make it super easy. Uh, we're friendly people. I've got an awesome, well-trained, extremely friendly staff. We welcome you. We want you to come to one of our workshops where we can teach you all of this stuff. Then we offer you a free consultation so that you can sit down with one of the members of the team and find out how all the stuff you just learned applies to you and your family. Then we quote you a flat fee. If you do this, it costs X. If you do that, it costs Y. Uh, and then we don't push you to make the decision, not even the same day sometimes. Sometimes people go home and come back and have another free meeting and, and discuss it. So we're uh, we're an extremely friendly law firm that just wants you to make the right decision for your family. And if that appeals to you, you ought to come check out one of our upcoming workshops. Give us a call, 724-841-1393, or uh, you can uh, register online at secklerlawfirm.com, S-E-C-H-L-E-R, lawfirm.com, and you can go there. You can access the workshops. You can register for the workshops. You can get one of our free downloads. Uh, if you happen to have a loved one in a nursing home and you're going through a bunch of money, you probably can skip the workshop and just come and, and get a free consultation with one of our lawyers at um, because our job at that point is to try to end this financial crisis you're in. We don't need to delay it any any further. So give us a call then at 724-841-1393, and I have to do a disclaimer. Uh, remember, folks, that this show is for your education and information. I don't want you to make any legal decisions based on anything you heard in this show. I am not your lawyer. Um, you could decide to retain our law firm, at which point in time we'll actually give you legal advice. This show is just for your information. I hope you found it valuable, uh, and I hope to find you here next week. Have a great week. This has been the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by the Seckler Law Firm, where great families make great plans. SecklerLawFirm.com or call 724-841-1393.